Welcome, visionaries and revolutionaries, to the Aligned Empire podcast, your gateway to building a movement of change, wealth, and impact. I'm your host, Drea Brown. This podcast is for the visionary woman who is ready to master the energetic frequencies of money, business, and herself, and is ready to expand into a frequency, life, and empire that mirrors her highest purpose. Together, we are rising up and reshaping the world as we know it, defying limitations and boldly embodying our highest selves. You're not just listening to another podcast. You're embarking on an epic journey. Hello and welcome back, everybody, to the Aligned Empire podcast. I am so excited today. I have interviewed with her on her incredible podcast. So today we have Yolanda in the studio. And Yolanda, I'm so excited to have you. I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much. I just feel like our energy just vibes so well. Totally. Totally. I like every time I talk to you and every time I even see you on social media, I'm like, oh my God, this woman is like dynamite. It's so obvious how you raise the energy of everyone around you. So it's just really exciting for me to have you back on the in the studio. Well, thank you. Yeah. So a little bit about Yolanda. So she's a spiritual business coach for the driven entrepreneur that is looking to combine practical sales and marketing strategies along with energetics. As a human design expert and coach, she has been able to grow her business to a seven-figure brand, you guys. And she also helps certify other coaches in this modality while significantly increasing their sales and income. And all from a place of alignment without the hustle. So amazing. So tell me, so Yolanda, walk us through your journey and how you got here. Man, are you ready for a novel? (laughs) (laughs) I will try and sum it up um, as quickly as I possibly can, but there are a few key points that I need to talk about. Um, So my brand is Manifest Mad Money. I'm spiritual, but I'm also very practical. Sales is my background. Um, And I actually grew up in a very religious home. And so manifestation and stuff like that was just not the vibe. It was not the thing that, you know, it was it was considered something that I shouldn't be doing. But I had this one crazy uncle, as we all do. Right. And he used to talk about manifestation all the time. And he would talk about how the mind like he was so well read, so knowledgeable He would talk about how the mind processed information and things like that. And he used to always say, I'm going to manifest a lottery one day. And when I was four and five years old, he used to do these exercises, like these visualization exercises with my cousins and I. And he would say, like, when I win the lottery, here's what I'm going to buy. And what do you want me to buy you? And he would really put us in this imaginary state. It was like, And he would make us incorporate all of our senses. You know, what do you see? What do you hear? What do you feel? And it was really cool at a young age. It was like, oh my gosh, my uncle's going to manifest the lottery. And then it got really embarrassing as I got older because he continued to do this out in public. Like we would go to museums on the weekend and then we'd go for lunch and then he'd get drunk and then he'd talk to the waitress and he'd be like, I'm going to manifest the lottery. And I'm like, oh my gosh, my uncle is drunk. People think he's crazy. Until I was a teen mom, I got pregnant at 16 and had my son at 17. And my uncle and I were very close. So he was kind of obviously disappointed in me and we hadn't talked for a while. Well, one day he reaches out to me and says, I'm sorry that I have been distant. Can I come over? He wanted to see my son. 
And so I said, yes, of course. And we made up, you know, we, we talked about things that day. And the very next day he calls me drunk and I'm like, oh my gosh, here we go. And he says, I just manifested the lottery. And I'm like, oh my gosh, my uncle is drunk again. And then my other uncle grabs the phone and he goes, no, Yolanda, he's being serious, $42 million. And I was like, shut up. Like, this is insane. This doesn't happen. Who does this happen to? And so that's when I really started taking conscious creation, manifestation really serious. But I really wanted to know the ins and the outs. It was deeper than the secret, right? It was like, tell me what the brain is going through. Tell me, you know, what what the feeling is behind this, what the body is doing. So I started diving down these holes, rabbit holes of information. And at the age of 21 years old, I bought my first house. It was brand new. I bought my first Mercedes. And um, at the age of, what was it, 25, I became a six-figure earner right before 26, multiple six-figure earner in real estate, hustling my face off. Now, remember, I had my son at 17, so he was still young, but, you know, growing up. And then I was hustling my face off, working six, sometimes seven days a week, 10, 12-hour days. I was not present with my family at all, but I was so focused on my goals. And I was like, I'm able to give my family the vacations, the house, the cars, the things that they want until... When my son turned 14, that's when my whole world came crashing down. He attempted suicide and wound up in the hospital. And that was a really long journey for us. He was in and out of psychiatric care. He was diagnosed with bipolar, but before that, they had given him the wrong meds and it was having a reaction and things were getting worse and worse and worse. And I was in this very big fight or flight energy. And I just knew I have to quit real estate. I have no capacity to deal with clients. I have no capacity to go show homes. Um, he attempted suicide a second time during a very short period. We were dealing with this for many, many years. And I just was like, I cannot believe that I let money and my goals get in the way of my family. And so I started um, another business selling clothing online. And that was going okay. But coming from the money that I had once, in, that I was was making in real estate, that was nothing. And then one day I hired a coach and she was a manifestation coach. And I was like, yeah, you know, I want to become a coach. This is teach me what you're doing. And we worked together for a little bit and I just started my coaching business and it instantly took off. Um, I started with money mindset manifestation, but I was always targeting entrepreneurs because sales and marketing is my jam. So now I'm here. Yeah, that's an incredible story. And in all of that, would you say that imbalance of putting money and hustle over your family, is that where the importance of alignment in your business is, is coming from mainly? 1000%. So when I started this business, I told myself, I'm going to grow a business on my terms. I'm not going to sacrifice those that I love the most. I'm going to prioritize that. And I gave myself a very specific set of rules, right? Like, I don't start business until this time in the morning. I stop business the second that my husband gets home. 
like I prioritize family events and like, you know, my son's appointments at that time because he was much younger. And yeah, and then I found human design synchronistically. I don't believe in coincidences, but literally the second that I started this business, I heard somebody online talking about human design. And I was like, what is this? And people were talking about how it helped them in their business. And I hired a human design coach. Well, actually, first I had a reading and I was just blown away. And I was like, this is what I've been looking for, creating without hustling, being able to manifest and co-create the things that I want with the universe without the push, the force, the hustle and the burnout. Hello, amazing visionary women. I just wanted to stop in really quick and say, if you're enjoying listening to this podcast or this episode, if you could just do a quick pause and leave a review wherever you're listening to this right now and let us know exactly what you like listening to this episode about. What type of insights were so incredible to you? My team and I work so hard delivering as much value and as much love and put as much energy as we possibly can into these episodes that it truly means the absolute world to us. Take a screenshot of this episode. Share it to your Instagram story. Share it to your Facebook. I love tagging you guys as well in my stories. 99% of the time, I will also tag you as well just to let my audience know, hey, there's other people listening to this podcast. So it really does mean the world. And I absolutely love going with depth rather than width. You know, I'd much rather you listen to 10 podcasts and go really, really in depth with the audience and the community rather than a hundred different podcasts. It really means everything when you can go more depth a smaller amount of things rather than going wit wise. And so I would love to extend that invitation to you guys and say, hey, I would love for us to be the community that you wanted to go more in depth with. And with that, make sure you guys go check out those show notes, go download our resources. We have amazing, incredible resources. I know 100% you're going to absolutely love that most people are paying $2,000 for. I'm not even kidding. So make sure you guys check out those show's notes and download those free resources, get on that newsletter and engage, engage with this community because we're building something really special here. And I just want to say, even if you don't want to do any of that, I appreciate you so much listening to this and being entangled in this energy and in this journey with me. So thank you so much. And let's get back to the episode. Yeah. Yeah. And and how has that, how has that helped you from then? And like, like, what was the biggest impact when you were learning that and how can it help other people or how do you help other people with it? So I think that the biggest impact is realizing that all of the things that people said were wrong with me before. Oh, you're too impulsive. Oh, you want to skip steps. Oh, you, you know, from a very young age, people would tell me, oh, your problem is that, you know, you have to learn to crawl before you can walk, but you just want to run everywhere. And it's like, I'm a manifesting generator. I am supposed to skip steps. I am supposed to show people like that thing that you think is not possible. I'm going to master that and show you very quickly. Like, that is my job. And it was like this big permission slip of, no, Yolanda, your way is the right way. And so instead of looking at success has to look this way, success has to be this way. First, you, you know, make sure that you have your branding and your logo and you're this. And it was like, I don't need that to make money. And I, I didn't have any of that for a very long time. And so utilizing that, utilizing human design and how my clients are made it's like oh no 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 this is the way that I'm doing it but that's also not energetically correct for you because this is what's in your chart absolutely and and I've noticed 
I follow so many entrepreneurs and all of them, I would say you really stand out for me because I look at your audience. It's tiny, right? Like it's not like you don't have a massive audience, but you have these numbers that are just incredible and inspiring and motivational. And so if I was an entrepreneur or if I'm a coach and I'm trying to get into human design, what are the things that I should look at first and really, because it sounds like there's a lot of confirmation going on. You're like, you know, and I, cause that's how I really, I really felt like that when I first got into human design, I was like, oh my God, I'm actually supposed to be this way. And we're really pushing for us not to be, especially when we get, we get into this entrepreneurial world, everyone tells us the way we're supposed to be and the way we're supposed to run our business. And then we're like, it doesn't feel good. And we push and push and push. And it feels like, and, and it's like running through cement. It's like, we're trying to run through cement, but then we're not, we're like crawling through cement. And it's like, it's so difficult. So what could you, how, if I was trying to get into human design and I'm a coach or business owner, where should I start? What should I do? Like, what the heck is it for people who don't even know what it is? Like, like lead us into that. I love this question. So human design is a combination of four things. I Ching, Kabbalah, your energy centers, your chakra centers, and astrology. And it's not a religion. It's just truly an energetic makeup of who you are based on the placements of these things. Now you have a subconscious part of your chart and you have a conscious part of your chart. So the subconscious areas of your chart are how the body is showing up. So when you walk into a room, this is you not trying to be anything. This is just the energy that people sense from you when you walk into a room. You don't have to say anything. And then your conscious is the how the mind is showing up. So when you walk into that room and then you're starting to talk to people, this is how your brain is processing this information. And the, the best quote that I like to use for human design is an Albert Einstein quote. He always says, if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will go its entire life thinking it is stupid. And that's what human design is, right? It's like taking all of the conditioning that society has said, that your parents have said, that your grandparents, your teachers, everybody around you has said, no, it should look this way. No, you should do this. Like even back in the day, if you think about I remember hearing stories from like my grandparents, if they were writing with their left hand in school, it was like a big no-no. You had to write with your right hand and they would train you to write with your right hand. And it's like, why are we training people to do things a different way than how they're born to do things? And so that's what human design is. But I have a different perspective about human design than I think most human design experts have. And so... My numbers are very small, but I also know sales. I also know marketing. Like I've been in that since I was 18 years old. That has been, you know, where where I've been. So I've learned how to connect with people. I've learned how to communicate with people. And so when I look at someone's chart, I'm not just giving you, I hear this all the time. People are like, but I had my chart read, Yolanda, and I still don't know what I should be doing. And it's because I think a lot of people are regurgitating information that they've learned about human design and it's generalized. It still gives you no direction. But the way that I read charts is it's an entire story. Your chart tells an entire story of who you are. And then I look at these key pieces in your chart, your gates, your channels, your energy centers, your profile, your authority, and I'm putting that together and I'm thinking from the sales and marketing aspect, 
How does this fit into the sales world? How does this fit into the marketing world? If you have a defined throat, you should be speaking. That is your that is your gift. Start a podcast. Go live on social media. Create a YouTube channel. Voice message people when they write you in the DMs and connect with them because they are listening to that. They are paying attention when you speak. There's just so many different aspects to it that I'm looking at and, you know, like with a fine tooth comb and saying, hey, let's do this. Hey, let's do that. And it's really just based on what is in your chart. Absolutely. And and what's a huge sign when people come to you? What's a, what's a massive sign that people are not living in alignment with their human design chart? So first of all, everybody has the not self theme, which is basically how you respond when you're out of alignment, right? And so just for instance, I know you're a manifesting generator just like me. And so our sign is frustration. And for manifesting generators, that comes when we, because we're used to quantum speed, because we're like, I'm not going to follow your rules. I'm going to do it my way. When things aren't working out as quickly as we think they should, we're like, no, what is going on? We start questioning everything and trying to force and trying to push. Yeah, you're nodding. So it's like, yeah, this is definitely resonating. (laughs) And so those are the typical signs. But also when I'm reading someone's chart, One of the very first things that I say to them when I'm starting their reading, I am reading your chart based on how you were born and how you are meant to operate. If something does not resonate for you, that means that there's conditioning there for you that we need to rework. So I have people, for instance, that are an undefined throat that come or that are defined throat that come to me and they're like, I'm terrified to speak my truth. I'm terrified to talk to people. And that comes from, I usually say something like, who taught you that speaking when you were a child was unacceptable? And you know, the number one thing that I usually hear from stuff like that is, oh, my parents told me children are supposed to be seen and not heard. Yeah. That's so sad. Yeah. And so it's like, right to 1000%, right? Like, yeah. And so when I'm going through your chart, anything that does not resonate, we have to trace back, okay, where in childhood did this first come up? And you know, to be honest with you, the subconscious mind likes to block out a lot of things like that because we want to be accepted. And so we try to program ourselves to be accepted. And it's like anything that relates back to who we were when we were judged, a lot of times the subconscious mind blocks that out. So when I ask people that question, a majority of the time they don't remember but then i also do a hypnosis a past life regression and the crazy thing is those things start coming up for them then they're like oh my gosh i i had a vision of my mom doing this when i was younger or my dad doing this when i was younger and now it makes sense to me i i could just imagine how you're connecting all of your gifts with all everything else i i and it really does seem you're right that's that's a huge missing piece of human design it's like, okay, well, I have this stuff. Now what? And you're right. It's like a lot of regurgitation. And a lot of it also is like, what the hell do I do next with all this information? And I love that hypnosis piece. I was going to ask you, like, when someone comes to you and they, they find out their human design and they have this block from maybe childhood and maybe you you go through hypnosis with them, what's usually the biggest shift that you see? Or maybe if someone didn't wasn't going through hypnosis and they're just listening to this podcast right now and they were looking at their human design and they they realize that they haven't been operating in the way they were have been supposed to operate. 
what would you tell them? Like, what are some actionable steps that maybe they can take to really hone in and live in alignment with their human design more? Yeah. So the very first thing is understanding which part of your chart is obviously the part that you're feeling like, hey, this doesn't resonate with me at all. And then I I just always go back to the throat because it's the easiest for people to understand, right? So if you're a defined throat and you're operating as an undefined throat, scared to speak your truth, scared to connect with people through your voice, then what I would say is, okay, let's take baby steps and let's operate as an undefined throat that wants to share more. So undefined throats actually do really well with facts and statistics. So I'll say, okay, you want to share your content. You want to get better at this. Let's let's find a fact that you know, like this is undebatable, like this is proven. And let's put that out there and let's start to talk about that thing. And maybe you're scared to show up on video. Maybe you're scared to do a story. Maybe you're scared for people to see you. Start with a picture of yourself and then type it out, you know, and then the next day challenge yourself to, okay, I, I did the picture or maybe even a week, you know, giving yourself a week at a time. I'm going to do pictures for a week with typed out what I want to say and then work up to, and this is kind of what I did when I was getting used to social media. Okay, I'm going to point my camera at something and talk about it and you'll you'll hear me talking about it but you won't see me talking about it and then it was like okay now I'm gonna flip the camera around and now I'm gonna get comfortable with talking on stories and then like my first live I am I'm a two five which for those that don't understand the two is the hermit energy that's my leading energy so I'm very introverted very internal when you meet me if I know you, we'll spark up conversation. But I'm the girl that if you take me to a club or a party, I'm the girl that's in the corner like, don't touch me, get away from me. <laughs> so <laughs> social media was, it. I, I mean, prior to my business, I wasn't on social media very much. So my very first live that I did was like a minute and a half or two minutes. And it felt like my heart was like going to jump out of my chest. But that's you know, basically taking those little baby steps so that I could work up my confidence. I love what you said, too, because I think there's like, especially I know for me and so many of my clients and so many people I meet, again, it's like that confirmation of this is who I am and I don't need to work on this part of myself because it is not wrong. It's not wrong, even though society has made me think this is wrong for me to want to go to a party and not really want to socialize as much as everyone else like I'm not the the person in the middle of the party creating a big chaotic chaotic mess you know like like this is okay for me and now I can move on and now I can work on other things because this is who I am it's just yeah and I could imagine you know your your clients once they learn that's who they are and it's like do you ever get those people they're like no like this this can't be me and then they they realize okay well this is this is interesting. I do enjoy talking. Wow, this is actually crazy filling me up with energy. Oh, weird. This is actually a lot easier than I thought. I've seen your clients have massive, incredible shifts. It's like crazy. Some of the results you've gotten, it's like wild to me. But I would imagine a lot of it's coming from human design and allowing people to really, truly be aligned with oneness. I mean, it's all right. It all goes back to oneness. It all goes back to just, you know, being in alignment with with that perfect synchronistic energy, but I could imagine the the incredible results. Like I'd love for you to just share some of that results. Ah, uh, okay. So I actually just posted about this person's results today. So it's top of mind. So I'll go ahead and share it. 
I had this client, Sarah, and Sarah um, wanted to be a coach and she hired, I'm not going to name names, but she hired a very well-known person. She took their course. She, you know, was going to, in her eyes, she was going to be a millionaire, multimillionaire through her course because she was doing everything right. Everything right that this person advised. Zero sales. Zero. None. And Sarah comes to me and she said, you know, um, I'd like to connect on a call. And I said, yeah, of course, let's let's do it. We get on a call and she says, um, this is my last ditch effort. This is my last ditch effort to make this work and let's go. And I said, okay, great. So we started implementing things in her business. Now, Sarah had no social media presence. She had nothing. She just had a business idea basically. And I looked at her business and I looked at her chart and I was like, let's change this. Let's do this. Let's pivot here. Let's do this. And her her words were, is anybody going to pay that? This isn't even a thing in my niche. Are you kidding me? Are people going to buy this? Like all of the fears coming up. And I was like, just trust me. And she had a nine to five that she, you know, worked quite a bit on. And it was more like nine to 10 kind of. <laughs> and so she was burnt out from that job. And a month in, she goes, I'm doing everything that you're telling me and it's not working. And I asked her, she's a generator. So I asked her, I said, how much fun are you having? And she goes, what? And I said, how much fun are you having? And she goes, I don't have time for fun. And I said, you're a sacral being. You have to connect to fun, to excitement, to joy, and this will be a different result for you. She resisted so hard for the next month. She basically kept hustling her way through it, right? And we had another conversation and she said, it's not working, Yolanda. I'm doing everything that you're telling me to do. And I said, but you're not doing the one thing that I told you to do, which is have fun. And she was like, fine, fine. I'm not going to argue with you. I'll Whatever you want, I'll do it. Well, she started going out more with her fiance. She, they started doing things. They started going to the beach. They started all of these things. Guess what? She had her biggest month at that time right there. And then three months in, she was able to give her notice to her nine to five, which paid her 150K a year. And her first year in business, literally first year, 400K cash. And she always, yeah, she always comes back to me and she's like, when you told me to go have fun, she was like, I wanted to fire you on the spot. She was like, I was like, this girl knows nothing. And I've had that happen with numerous clients. I'm like, you need to go have fun. And they're like, what the hell am I paying you all this money for? I'm like, just trust me. Just trust me. Yeah, I I, I could imagine that people think it's almost too good to be true to be that easy. And that's where that that almost I don't want to say distrust, but it's it's almost distrust in themselves and disbelief in themselves. And yeah, it's like that reconditioning that we've been talking about. It's so difficult. Society tells you all the time, like you have to hustle. You have to work 10, 12 hour days. You can't have any fun. You have to focus on this. Like, of course, you're going to have distrust. Of course, you're going to. But that's the thing that has disconnected us from our internal power, right? And so in human design, everybody has an authority and your authority is basically how you make decisions. And if you think about this from a conditioning standpoint, 
as children, what are we taught? We're taught, don't question our parents because they know the right answer. Don't question our teachers because they know the right answer. Don't question a doctor because they know the right answer. Like we have been taught not to question authority. And one of the things that I loved as a child that my mom did instill in me was question everyone except for me. Like she would say that, except for me, you know? And so, (laughs) of course. And so what we've learned through that process is I can't trust myself to make the best decision for me because somebody else has that answer for me. And so when clients come to me and they'll say, Yolanda, do you think that I should do X, Y, Z? And I'm like, what do you think? What do you think that you should do? And then I will, of course, give them feedback from a practical sales and marketing perspective of like, here's, you know, what I would say from this perspective, but your intuition, your inner authority knows better than what I'm seeing from the outside. I I love that because so many coaches and not to bash on other coaches, but so many coaches I've seen in the industry take other people's power away. They continuously take other people's power away and we allow it and it's not their fault. We just allow it. And I think we've really, we're coming to the point of evolution. We're like, oh my God, I have the freaking answers. It's not this guru all over the internet. It's like, I have the answers. And I've had to learn this as well as I think, especially entrepreneurs in general, I think we all really have to learn it because there's so many people that know everything. And this is the right way. This is the right way. This is the right way. And it's amazing to have perspective and it's amazing to have all of the information out there. But the most important thing is always going back inside every single time. Like you have to find that place of alignment every single time. And it's once you get good at it, it's easy. But it can be kind of difficult to get good at it, which which I could see why human design is so freaking important in all of this. It's almost like you have to have that foundation of human design. You you can do it. You can still do it without human design, but it, it's like it's just another beautiful tool. And it's like so powerful. But having the foundation of human design is so powerful. I think the importance of having that foundation is that when you go back and you question yourself, am I doing the right thing? You can look back at what's in your chart and you're like, oh yeah, I know me. Of course I know me. And this is this is who I am and this is how I make decisions and this is how I thrive best. And it takes away that questioning of, can I do this? It's like, oh, of, of course I can. This is This is who I am at my core, you know? I was, um, as you were talking about all of the gurus, which by the way, I actually did just post a reel about this. I was like, what would happen in your business if you stopped paying attention to what the guru tells you to do and just had fun? But I also thought of this other client that came to me. Now she hired, now, I, again, I'm, I'm a marketer. I'm a sales expert. Like I know sales psychology. My degree is in business with a major in marketing. I've done NLP. I've done all of those things that teach you how to speak to the consumer mind, which is important. However, I look at strategy as leverage, right? Like it's pure leverage because without the energetics, without the belief, without the, this is me, this is what I'm going to go for. It's not going to work. And so I had um, this client and she came to me, she hired some really top people in the sales world. I mean, top names. And she said for 14 months, she hired these two people. She made zero sales. 
And she was like, I'm doing everything that they're telling me to do. And I was like, but you're not believing in yourself. And so she hired me and we went through her energetics. Her first week with me, I believe was 1200 or 1800, something like that. Her first month with me was almost a 5K month. After 14 months of having nothing back to back to back to back, doing everything that she was told to do to now always, you know, following her energetics and then being like, okay, this is how I'm going to do it. And was that the biggest thing when she came to you? Was that the biggest shift that we you had to make with her was like, lady, you need to like go inside. Like you can't, is it, you know, what was, what was the biggest shift or like, did you guys look at her chart or what? Yeah. Well, I, I have to credit it to two different things. One was, yes, we were working on her human design, but two, we also worked on her money mindset because mm. I always say you cannot out hustle a bad money mindset. It just will not happen. You can say, I'm ready to make six figures, but if energetically you're not, if energetically you're not there and you're not aligned with that, you're going to do weird shit that you're not even aware that you're doing that, you know, your potential clients audience is going to feel they're going to, they're going to feel, they're not going to know, oh, she's showing up weird. They're going to feel it and they're going to be like, something's off and I don't trust this. Absolutely. So as far as money mindset goes, where does all of this tie in to human design? Where can, you know, when someone comes to you for their human design and you start to notice, oh, shit, this person has pretty bad money mindset or some money energetic issues going on. You know, what does that look like or what are the biggest massive steps that someone could take to help alleviate that or unblock that yeah so this is a lot of inner work obviously um and i'm about to give you my whole formula so make sure for everybody that's listening let's make go. sure that you are writing things <laughs> down up. yeah let's let's do this don't this sit on one this. of my favorite conversations <laughs> listen so, to this again everybody <laughs> yes one thousand percent so one of the things that i always start off with when talking about money mindset, like you have to think most people are so shy about their money mindset and a lot of them are very much in denial that they have a bad money mindset. Like nobody wants to be told you have a horrible money mindset, right? Like so a lot of people are not even willing to say, yeah, this is my problem. But that's it's kind of like, you know, alcoholism, like the first step is admitting that you have a problem. And so I start off very slow and I just ask the question. Tell me about what you saw and witnessed with your mom with money when you were younger and your dad with money when you were younger. Now, most people think, oh, that's of course where I got my conditioning. To an extent, you have, yes. However, what we have to understand is that money is tied to what we feel worthy of. If we feel worthy of making a million dollars, we're going to make a million dollars. This is where we're having to tune into our energetic frequency, right? So we all have these minimums and we have these maximums. In the minimum, I want everybody to think about that number in your bank account where when you when you open your bank account and you're like, oh, whoa, I I need to buckle down. I need to stop ordering food. I need to hustle. I need to get a new client. That is your current minimum. And then your maximum is that number where you feel comfortable. You're like, oh, okay, I met my goal for the month. Like, I can sit back and relax. Like, I don't have to hustle. I don't have to 
push and force. So energetically, that's where you're, you know, bouncing in between. And in order to raise that, we have to then raise the standards. And so, yes, I'm opening you up to conversation of what you witnessed with your family. However, what people don't expect to come out of that conversation is they don't usually just stop at, oh, my mom had a horrible money mindset because blah, blah, blah. She worked this many jobs. We were always late with the bills or like whatever, you know, like it doesn't stop there. It then goes into, and that made me have a horrible relationship with my mom and we fought all the time and we blah, 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 blah. And that's where the money mindset is actually hiding. Because when you think about it this way, okay, from age zero to seven, your brain is absorbing its belief system. It has no operating system. It's absorbing from the outside world. What is my belief system? And at that young of an age, you cannot process things the same way that you process them in your brain as an adult. So for instance, let's say you're five and you're in a school play. School plays after um, after school and your parents are coming from work to see you in the play. You're on stage, curtains open, and you're looking out in the crowd. You don't see your parents. Your unconscious mind, now not now again, this is not a conscious thought of my parents don't love me, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, but your unconscious mind says, my parents aren't here, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, right? Even though maybe they got caught in traffic, maybe they got a flat tire, maybe their boss had a situation where they had to stay and, you know, otherwise their job was in jeopardy. And even as an adult, even if you had the conversation with your parents about this, your inner child still has that unconsciously attached to yourself, as well as not only is it unconsciously in your mind now, but energetically that is also stored as trauma in your chakra system. So this is where the money mindset is really limiting. And I think one of the things for me at a very young age, my mom was a single mom of three kids. And we were very poor. We lived in a two-bedroom place with seven people in it. We had three people in one bedroom, three people in another bedroom, and one person on the couch. And we did not live in the best neighborhood. And I just got so sick of my mom saying, when we would go to the grocery store, mom, I want this toy. And she would say, we can't afford it. We can't afford it. And I literally remember at four years old in the grocery store telling myself, when I grow up, I'm going to be the girl that gets everything that she wants because I'm sick of hearing we can't afford it. And I think that's really where mm -hmm. that perspective for me changed. And so, again, we have to go back and challenge the beliefs that who am I? Why do I deserve this? And I think that's where a lot of people really struggle is seeing themselves as worthy of the things that they actually want. Definitely. And and when was the when was the point where you like, you know, you you said you're like, I'm not like, I do not want to believe that system. Like, I'm not going to be in my mom's system. Did you ever feel like you were almost pushing against that system? Or did you just embrace that belief and know that was hers and not yours? I think it was a little bit of both when I was younger. And then I realized, oh, this is working because and I say a little bit of both because obviously I wanted I did believe, hey, I'm worthy of this. I don't want to live like the way that I am. 
But also I was forcing and pushing and hustling because when I was four years old, my grandmother, I remember wanting to do this, but I don't remember everything that she told me. So, you know, collecting cans and recycling them was a big thing back in the day. Like everybody drank Pepsi and soda out of a can, beer, all of that. And so I set up a bag inside of the house at my grandmother's house so that everybody would make sure to put their cans in there so that I could go and collect money. Well, then I was like, this is taking too. Now, this is again at four years old. I don't know where like I, I really think it is from my conditioning of myself of saying like, I'm not going to deal with this. But my grandmother said she wanted me to take her or I wanted her to take me around the neighborhood so that I could collect cans, other people's cans that they threw on the ground and at the playground and all of that. And she said, I even tried to dive into a dumpster one time. And I'm like, whoa, I hope you didn't let me do that. <laughs> but and then when I got into high school, I it's probably not the best story, but this is, again, a sign of hustle, right? Like okay. trying to go the opposite way of this through force. I would take my stepdad's liquor and I would bottle it up and I would sell it to my friends at school for 25 bucks for one little bottle and I mean, so yeah, it was a little bit of both. Okay, yeah, and then and it sounds like <laughs> so funny, but so it sounds like it it followed you also into real estate, and then it ultimately it sounds like it stopped once you, I mean, once all that shit kind of happened in your life, you're like, okay, like this 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 needs to stop. Like I can't like you know you you finally hit that wall, which I feel like a lot of us do. We hit that wall, and we're like oh my God, I need to take a look at this belief system. You know, why, why, like, this is not working. Like, yes, I'm making all of this incredible money and success on the outside, but something inside internally is not working. And this is like a, a belief system that I really have to work through. And I guess, I mean, that's kind of probably where human design came in again. It kind of bleeds back like to human design. And I love the way you run your business and the way you run your life. And I, I see all these connections. It's so beautiful. Like, this human design, connecting with money mindset, connecting, we haven't really got into it yet, but with the marketing and sales as well. And it's just, it's, it's incredible how all, everything in your life is really, really connecting and then you use it in your business and you run your business. You really do run your business totally 100% unique. Like when I think of like, you know, I have like this set of people that I think run businesses really unique and you're definitely one of them for, for real. Like, it's just like, really, it's, it's really, really cool. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, when you do see those people though, and they're, they're just, you know, they're blazing the way they're really, really blazing the way. And it's, it's really cool to see you blaze your own way and allowing other women to say, Hey, like, this is okay to have this beautiful and highly, highly engaged small audience and just be really a total badass at sales and marketing, but also with connection as well. Yeah. And thank you for that. By the way, that means so, so much. It truly does. Um, and it also reminds me that I'm doing impactful work, you know, because I mean, how many other business coaches are there online? Right. And it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, I want it to be different. I want it to be you and not me telling you what to do. You know, um, there was something I was going to say about this. It was on the tip of my tongue. But basically, when when I think about my small, that's what it was, my small audience, people come to me all the time and they're like, I need to grow my audience before I can sell. I need to do this before. And it's like, you don't realize your own personal power 
it's not about the number. And like you said, you use the word connection. And that's what I tell my people all the time is it is connection. I am not intentionally trying to sell people wherever I go. It just happens through connection. What's really interesting is, you know, I participate in plant medicine ceremonies all the time and I go to ayahuasca ceremonies and I am not even trying to sell people. We just literally connect and we start talking about our lives. And obviously, I love what I do. So that becomes a part of it. It's like, what do you do? What do you do? Oh, great. Oh, that's so cool. And then they come, we come back from ceremony and they're in my DMs. Hey, Yolanda, I want to hire you. Or, you know, I went to go get my hair done a couple months ago and I tried someone new. And now she literally DM'd me last night at 11 o'clock at night. And she's like, hey, I've been binging your podcast. I want to hire you. And it's like, I was not trying to sell my hairdresser to work with me. It's like, but I'm I'm being me. I'm doing what I love. And that passion is coming out through my connection. It, it's you you are like the epitome of embodiment. You know, like that, like leading your life with that, you know, like like leading your life with that embodiment of of not with any lack. And you're just you're just telling people, hey, this is who I am. This is what I do. But you really People totally feel, even if it's a little bit of that subtle energy, they feel why you might be telling them why you're doing what you do because you might want to try and sell them. But when you come from a different place of like, hey, this is just who I am and I'm so comfortable, I'm so enough in my own form, in my own body, like I know who I am and I already like I already have enough. Like I am literally telling you from overflow. It's, it's a totally different energy and it's like, it's so, I'm like getting goosebumps, but it's so freaking magnetic. When you meet somebody, someone like that, it's like because it, you expect someone to try and sell you at that point. And it's really it's a it's such a cool energy when when someone you expect someone to sell you, but then yeah. they don't. And you're like, wait a second. Wait, like, I <laughs> why, why do I feel like just a very, very ma- magnetic energy trying yeah. to like they want they want more of it. And that's where I was talking about earlier when you're operating out of alignment with who you are, you are going to have that weird energy where it's like there's there's that. Thing behind you in your head that's like can they afford to work with me are they going to work with me how do what do I need to say like when people say like what do I need to say for people to work with me and it's like what do you want to say what do you want to talk about because that's when you like you said you're going to be most magnetic the magnetic part comes from you following your purpose and your passion and I think that so many people that's another thing that people come to me for is like tell me my purpose in my chart. And I'm going to tell you your purpose, but your purpose may change throughout your life, not from the sense of your purpose is going to be different in this year and your purpose is going to be different in this year, but there are many different ways that you can fulfill that same purpose, right? Like I realized through human design, I am natural at sales. I am supposed to be here to teach people strategy. That's literally written in my chart. I am a communicator. I am here to share and teach and guide. And I did that in real estate too, just in a completely different way than what I'm doing here. I sold so much in real estate, people would come to me and say, it's not it's not normal in real estate to make six figures your first year. It's very normal to be struggling in real estate. People think real estate agents are like bawling. No, there's a lot of very broke real estate agents. And people would ask me like, how are you doing this? And I would say, when somebody comes to me, at that time, I was working for home builders. So if you walked into my model home, you either had to buy my house for me to make money or you went to another model home. It, I didn't make money. I couldn't just follow you and say, hey, I'm going to sell you any house. It was like you buy my house 
or I don't make money. But I never took that in a way to manipulate people. I said, tell me mm. what your family's needs are. Tell me what your budget is. Tell me what you're looking for. Tell me long term, how many years are you planning on being here? And if my home and my community was the best fit for them, I would say it. And if not, I would say, here's the pros and here's the cons. And here's where I think you might be a better fit. And that's actually what made me the most sales. I remember somebody coming to me when I worked for this one particular builder. And I had worked for the builder that he came from before. And he gave me, he slid his paper across the table and he said, Yolanda, this was the bid from them. And he goes, if you can beat this, we're going to sign with you. And I took the piece of paper and I said, thank you. I said, is this mine to keep? And he said, yeah, that's yours to keep. That's your copy. I have my own copy. I said, great. And I just ripped up the piece of paper right in front of him and I threw it in the trash. And he was like, what did you do that for? And I leaned over and I said to him, I said, I already know I cannot compete with this price. I cannot compete with this price. But what I can tell you is that you're going to be in this build for at least nine to 10 months because of the size of the home that you are looking at. And I can promise you great customer service and I can promise you an ex a great experience and I can promise you somebody who cares about you and somebody who's going to pay attention to you. And I said, I know that that's not the case over there. And he just looked at me and he said, let's pull out the contract. It's like, when you genuinely care about people and manipulation is not on your mind, they feel that. They really feel that. Absolutely. And, and more and more and more people are starting to feel that and be magnetized to that type of energy. And I don't think enough business owners or entrepreneurs understand the magnitude and the power of that and truly living in the, in the deepest intention. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they kind of brush it aside, you know, like that, like having that deep intention to truly add value. But it's like when you can really truly co-create with another human being and, and yes, it's going to add money into your pocket and into, into your, you know, in your paycheck, whatever. But, but when you can truly co-create with somebody and add, and, and you're just focused, like 100% focus all of that energy into adding value into your life. And you just, it's, it's, it's only going to happen where the money comes back. It's, it's, that's it. Like it, it's the law, law of the universe. Like it will just happen. And so when you can live what, like that, when you can sell like that, because I've noticed like for your business as well, like I can see how it, it's transformed into doing real estate and now it's transformed into doing your business. Now I see how you sell on, you know, I, I'll follow you, but I, I see how you sell on Facebook. I see how you sell on Instagram and it feels it's so like that the energy there is so clean it's so clean and it's so it's so pure and you sell almost every, probably every day. I, I, I literally think I see you selling every single day and you don't see that very often, but it doesn't feel gross. It doesn't feel bad. It feels very clean and it feels very pure because of that place that you're coming from. And I think so many people feel guilty for selling or they feel guilty for because you have to look, look back at where your fucking intentions are, where are your intentions coming from. And they're not pure. Like you really, if you feel bad about selling, if you feel bad about giving someone your product, there is something happening inside of your product that you don't feel proud of. There's something happening beyond that. Like you really have to pay attention and be really clear about where your energy is. And, and do you feel proud of selling? If you, if you do not feel okay with selling every single day, five times a day, then like you, you have to go back. It's something inside of yourself it has nothing to do with anything else. Yeah. And, you know, I'm so glad that you said that. And yes, I do. My intention is to sell every day because I know 
that my message is helping people. And I even did a post about this on Facebook, like within the last month. You know, I celebrate my clients' wins all the time. And I celebrate, obviously, my wins too. And somebody said, this is so gross. And I, so I wrote a post responding to this. And it was like, I have helped, I think it's like three women leave abusive, physically abusive relationships. I have helped at least four or five women leave toxic relationships. I have helped a woman who came to me and had cancer and had two kids to support and had no money coming in because she had to now go to chemotherapy. I have helped these people change their lives. I'm like fighting back tears as I'm talking about this because to me, so I said the next time you get grossed out or want to judge my celebration of these women, think about the situation that they were in that they are now able to leave. I'm getting so like sentimental about this, like that they are now <laughs> able to leave because they started a business because they believed in themselves because they were able to just take that first step. And that means more to me than any fucking amount of money that I could ever make. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, yeah. It, it just seems like, like people in your world understand why the why behind why you share and they feel that energy. And I, and I see this with a lot, again, across the whole industry, but people just coming into your world who don't, we want to understand you didn't give a shit like they just want to sit there and they want to judge and they want to project and they want to mirror their own insecurities onto you and i've seen that over and over and over and over again where people you know they they do it on their limiting past beliefs or yeah, their limiting beliefs inside themselves but i love that because people who really matter the most they know and you know more importantly you know and 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 when we can live in that freaking power of we know and we don't care what those people that are going to be projecting their own beliefs onto us. Like we just don't care what they think. And we can stand in that power and we can share and share and sell and sell because we know this is going to truly impact people's lives. That is I'm like getting goosebumps, but that is like that, that really is the power. And that is really when you can help people leave abusive relationships and you can really make a massive impact because you, you know, you know. Yeah. And you know, even those people, like, even though they might say rude things, you know, I've had, I've had rude comments before. Like, honestly, I could really count the, the number on one hand. It's, it's not a lot. But when I do have that, I very much, like you said, like they're in their own story. And so I try to look at that person from a place of compassion of, I feel so sorry for this person that they don't have the belief in themselves to be able to create this life, to be able to do this thing. Because I truly believe that nobody doing better than you is ever going to judge you, right? Like, I mean, unless you're doing something unethical, then it's like, oh, okay, well, you know, that's a shitty person. But I mean, nobody doing better than you is going to look and say like, oh, you're you're ridiculous or this is horrible. No, they're, they're in their own world. They're like, you know, overflow, abundance, like all of these things that we keep talking about. So- I just look at those people and I just send them love. And I'm like, one day, I hope that they stand in their own power. Yeah, I feel like coaches or business owners are people who put themselves online, put themselves out online. We all, it, at one point, we all have to go back and have that acceptance of people, even though if it's, if it's only even just one person, you know, we all have to have that acceptance of okay, this is how I'm going to react when someone says something bad to me, or this is how I choose to react. Because I know when I first started on my, my online journey, I didn't even think about people being negative to me. And it really 
happened like pretty bad. <laughs> like I definitely had way more than five people. Yeah, it was it was uh, yeah, it was pretty. I mean, um, t- I was I started on TikTok, but it, it and that's a totally different animal than Instagram. Like people can be a lot meaner on TikTok because it's you know they they can use yeah all that good stuff like fake pros profiles and all that. But yeah, I just wasn't prepared, and um, you know, it really affected me sharing more and more and more. And so that was one of those things where I had to learn and I had to come to terms of like, okay, this is what that actually means. It's not about me, it has nothing to do with me. And it just had like, it, it like killed me that people misunderstood me and my, my intentions killed me inside. And it was like, how could people see this differently? How could they take that so much out of context? But I just, it's just so important to, to, to again, I think, God, so much of this conversation is about going back inside of yourself and standing in your power and living in alignment and intention and and knowing who you are and knowing that this is so freaking solid this is like rock solid in here that it doesn't really it doesn't really matter it like all the outside stuff it just it just ultimately doesn't matter it's not real it's really it's not real yeah one does and you know i actually had that come up in a in a plant medicine ceremony recently it was like and it was just making me laugh. It was like a conversation between the universe and I, and it was just making me laugh. It was like, we have to accept people for seeing things through their own lens because we have to understand their conditioning, what they were exposed to. This all dictates how their lens perceives things, you know? And it was like, so as I'm in this ceremony, like Mother Aya, universe, whatever you want to call it, is like showing me, okay here's this situation and I would just laugh at it like things that bothered me before and I'd be like haha jokes on me that was through their lens <laughs> you know and it's like that's how I look at it now I love that where something before would trigger you and then it hits you again and you're like oh my gosh I didn't feel any you know jolt of energy wanting to react to that and, and then you really you really see how far you've come from all the things that really would have triggered you before and I, I think it's I think it's so beautiful. And actually going back to ayahuasca, that was one of my huge lessons I learned when I did ayahuasca, when I took ayahuasca was the amount of reactions, like like how how I filtered the world, actually. When I looked at the world, there were so many filters around it about what people were thinking of me, about the way I was reacting to the world. And it really helped me see, I, I guess it was like, it almost felt like this filter around me that just... It, the, the way I was looking at the world, it's it's a filter, right? Depending on your perspectives and the way it de- depending on everything. And it was just, it was incredible how much I was living outside of myself and living outside of like, again, what other people are thinking. Or I just remember that my, my shoes were in the middle of the hallway and like, or, or they were like kind of on the side and they were, I, I was like, oh my God, I hope no one's thinking that I'm inconsiderate and I'm leaving my shoes like, right. You know, like the day after the ayahuasca, but I was like, oh, you know, and I was like, wait a second. That's exactly what mother Aya was teaching me was, you know, to, to just curiously observe like, oh, okay, I'm going to put them off to the side, but not consistently worrying about someone, what they're thinking or like, it's really amazing. Like the perspective and the filters that we look at the world through and Again, like through this conversation, we've been doing that as well. Like, like what what are the limiting beliefs when you come into business or when you just go into your life in general? What are the limiting beliefs that you're that you have and and where do those come from? And what are the filters that you're looking through the world and what's your perspective of the world and and how all of the the misconceptions that people have taught you about yourself that you think that are wrong about yourself? It's 
I mean, oh my God, this conversation has been so powerful. <laughs> it's oh my gosh I feel like you and I could just go on and on and on like anytime we talk I'm like oh my god yeah. it's such a party oh, it's so good I know I know I'm like oh my gosh it's already been like uh, almost an hour so I'm like oh shoot but no it's, it's like yeah it's like power happens so it's just like so amazing but I wanted to ask you a couple of more questions just to end everything so what are three amazing books that you would recommend to this audience that have helped you throughout your life? Okay, the most impactful, I think, would be um, The Power of Intention by Dr. Wayne Dyer. Um, whether you're into plant medicine or not, there's a book on Amazon called Ayahuasca Wisdom. It breaks down the um, psychology behind your brain like your psyche how you're processing things so it's really great perspective no matter again whether you want to try the medicine or not like i highly 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 recommend that book um and then the last one is probably jen sincero you are a badass like i just feel like her perspective on pulling herself out of you know that victim mentality was just so huge i love that book it was definitely like there was some uh, like massive ahas for Jim mm-hmm. Sincero for me. Yeah, that's fantastic. And if you could, if you could give every single person in the world, every person you have like a, you put an earpiece in their ear and you could tell them one thing and the whole world would actually listen, what would you tell them? I think I would tell them to love themselves first, believe in themselves and tune everything else out. I I really believe that that's the key to fulfillment in life and fulfillment leads to so many more things. That is so powerful. And so it's like such a powerful way to end this because of, again, everything we, I feel like it was just perfect full circle for everything we talked about. Yeah. And uh, like, just like a little like summary of everything we talked about was just like going from human design, like your your incredible, powerful story, like really, really, truly powerful, incredible. And going from human design and like learning how that is going to help you unravel these limiting beliefs, which is what as coaches, especially entrepreneurs, service providers, we, we're all re- like, that's a huge, huge topic right now is limiting beliefs. And, and it probably always will be, let's be real, because ultimately we're all trying to come home. And so unraveling, like making human design, if you don't have a tool and you're looking for one, Think about human design, really, if you're listening to this, like make that your sign, go look into human design, especially if you've already heard about it before. This is probably the universe like trying to hit you in the ass, like, hello, like, listen, you better go look it up. So go look up human design, go, uh, we're going to ask Yolanda where to find her. So make sure you go, you know, go find Yolanda. She's incredible. Like you will learn so much just following her pages. And um, yeah, so human design and just how you can also do sales and marketing based with your human design and in tangent and in alignment with your human design and how powerful when you can connect all of the things that you thought were wrong with you that are actually right with you and how you can really live your life in alignment with that human design and then connect it with your business and connect it with your sales and connect it with your marketing and then also come from that place of deep, deep intention and and really, truly wanting to help and co-create with this other person that is just trying to get ahead or trying to find more of themselves or whatever they're trying to do, but truly just wanting to help them. And then just trusting that the money is going to come. It's just, um, yeah. So, and then, and then, like you said, I think that was such a good 
ending was loving yourself, accepting yourself, and knowing that's where the power is. It's always inside of yourself. Even all the stuff that we said in this interview, kind of like what your mom said, like, don't don't listen to anybody else except me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> even even though we're like, you know, telling you, but like even even this interview, like always go back inside yourself because, you know, me and Yolanda are not the gurus. It's really it's you. It's always you. It's always, always, always you. So always go back, even with what we're saying, like always go back and ask yourself, is this for me? Does this resonate with me? And if you feel some energy inside of your body, it's not going to it's different from emotions. It feels it's like it's almost quieter, softer, but it's it's like a hell yes inside of your body. So so um, I yes, but thank you so much, Yolanda. This is fantastic. And where can people find you? And what is the gift that you'd like to gift the audience? Yes. Well, thank you for having me. This was such a blast. So, okay. The gift, which I will give to uh, Drea, is a special um, PDF that I have where you can go and you can learn about your human design and you can learn about how you should be marketing and selling from your energy centers. It's going to tell you whether you're defined, whether you're undefined, um, how to connect with that. So I will send you that link, Drea. And then also connect with me on Instagram, manifest underscore mad underscore money. My podcast is Manifest Mad Money, and then my website is manifestmadmoney.com. Amazing. Amazing. I'm actually going to do that resource as well myself. Okay. <laughs> yes. Thank you so, so much. And um, yes, I can't wait to talk to you guys again. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And with that, we come to the close of yet another epic journey of the Aligned Empire podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the frequency of your limitless potential. Each episode is a code to unlock your unique energetic frequencies of money, business, and your aligned empire. If you feel this episode would resonate with others, please share it forward, creating a ripple effect throughout the universe. Make sure to subscribe to continue this journey of transformation with us. Join us again next week as we continue to rise together, joining a movement that is changing the world. This is Drea Brown, your guide on this journey, signing off.